Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual Julian? Okay, so you're devoted to being a peaceful, joyous person, and then boom, your peace is gone. I wonder if any of these eight threats to your peace of mind are the culprit? If you're committed to living with enlightened consciousness, in other words, if you're committed to knowing, trusting, and experiencing profound peace of mind, the peace of mind that's available to you right now because you know that all is well, if you're committed to that, then you must make sure that these eight threats are neutralized in your environment so you don't get waylaid and thrown off and get the mind chatting and getting it going crazy again, okay? And here's the real yucky secret. All eight are self-induced. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, and to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I want to help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. And that's the ticket, right? That's the ticket for someone like you and me. We want our mind to go quiet. We want peace. But if we look around, life doesn't really cooperate with that. Most people are not operating in a peaceful, joyous, loving, kind, harmonious fashion. That's not the way that life works. People are in a survival state all over the place. And when you're in a survival state, when you are threatened in any way, your mind talks. Your mind talks because there is a threat present. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't have moments where you're experiencing um, creativity and, and intuitive information and that kind of thing. That's different. But for the most part, the unwanted negative mind chatter or the mindless chatter is some kind of threat. And today, I want to share eight threats to your peace of mind because awareness of these things make you flexible. And when you're flexible, that reveals new options. And for people like you and I, options give us power, the power to change the experience of our life. And it all starts with awareness. So let's talk about eight threats to your peace of mind. The first threat is a lack of integrity. Now, when I say a lack of integrity, I'm not talking about your morals and values and things like that. That's different. I already know that you are a person who's committed to kindness and peace and joy and flow and right, you wouldn't be wouldn't be listening or watching the Daily Enlightenment if that if you weren't that person. What I'm talking about is different though. I'm talking about you and the functionality of your life. Because if things don't work well in your life, what happens is it throws you off balance and your mind starts talking. So one of the most important things that you can do is to really restore the functional, workable integrity in your life. Get the things in your life operating efficiently and effectively. And you can see that our uh, our predecessors, right, the people who were shooting for enlightenment in the past, they didn't really... They didn't really go for it the way that we're doing it. What they said was, let me remove all the things that I have to have integrity about so I can just be focused on this one thing of being in a God-realized state. But that's not you. That's not me. We want to, to know that we are one thing expressing itself with infinite variety. We want to know that all is well, to be in a state of joy and peace and flow in the middle of life. And what that's going to take is you getting your act together. You're going to have to get your act together. If you have a lack of integrity anywhere, which is functionality and workability, it's going to rob you of your peace. And here's how you know that integrity is not present. If something is other than easy, effortless, and enjoyable, it's probably lacking in integrity. 
meaning functionality, workability, okay? If it's hard, if it's stressful, if it bums you out, if it, if it knocks you out of your balance, integrity is probably not present. That's number one. That is a threat to your peace of mind. Threat number two to your peace of mind is believing the drunk monkey. All that talking in your head. If you believe the drunk monkey, if you haven't done the work and, and gone through the process of seeing that there is talking in your head, it is automatic. It has nothing to do with you. It's biological. It's happening of its own accord. And you're not in charge of it. If you haven't taken the time to go through that process, which is one of the parts of, of the rapid enlightenment process, right? as part of our methodology is to actually take the time to see the functionality of the mind then what happens is you believe the mind. And if you believe the drunk monkey in your head, oh my God, you're going you're gonna to get stories and excuses and, and all these interpretations. And the drunk monkey's job is not peace. There's no peace in the drunk monkey. The peace is transcending the drunk monkey. So one of the threats to your peace of mind is believing the drunk monkey. It's in, a, in essence, it's living via your interpretation versus the recognition that all you have is an interpretation. Just that little distinction moves you into a quieter frame of mind. Now, here's number three. Threat number three is allowing the drunk monkey in your head to be threatened, reactive, and upset. Giving yourself permission, right? Being justified is a self-indulgence. You want peace and yet you allow yourself to get angry or upset at somebody who didn't do this person and that person said they would and then they didn't and they screwed me over and I don't like that and the president did this and she did that and blah, 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 right? You're allowing the survival framework of your mind to get reactive and threatened. In other words, you are not being disciplined in the recognition that all is well. And therefore, you're pretending like you are threatened and therefore you get reactive and you get upset. That will rob you of your peace of mind. Number four. Number four is the self-indulgence of self-importance. The self-indulgence of self-importance. And we have self-importance very simply to manipulate the people around us into giving us an advantage. It's, a, it's actually, if you're in a survival situation, which you're not, you wouldn't be tuning into the daily enlightenment if you were actually in a survival situation, okay? But if you're in a survival situation, like puffing yourself up like a puffer fish to be all like big and oh, look at me, I'm important and I'm pretty and you and I'm smart and you should listen to me, right? That self-indulgence of self-importance is actually valuable in a survival situation. But for you, it's going to get your mind chatting because really, if you're being honest, the, the underlying information of the need for self-importance is self-deprecation. So somewhere along the line, the psychology is still saying, I'm not enough. I'm, other people are smarter than me. Other people have an advantage. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm insecure. It's some kind of victim hidden motive. There's a hidden motive to survive. And that, my friends, will rob you of your peace of mind. Let's look at number five. Number five is being a traitor and being sneaky. And this is so normal 
for people who are committed to living in enlightened consciousness, because the truth is living in an enlightened framework makes you the odd man out. Living in an enlightened framework doesn't put you into rapport with all the people who are in survival in your life. But when you're walking around and you're keeping yourself hidden, or when you have an unstated agenda, right? Like, let's say your, your family normally is argumentative and angry and combative with each other. And you have this unstated agenda that you want to bring peace into the environment. That's an unstated agenda. It will actually mess you up. The better thing to do is to just let people know that you are committed to bringing peace into the environment. And when they go, we don't give a shit about peace, then you go, oh, okay, great. Then I'll stop trying to bring my agenda into the environment. And you will find that if you're honest with people that you want to um, bring peace, serenity, joy, flow, harmony, connectedness, well-being, upliftment, If you're just honest with people that that's what you want to do, you'll find out most people don't want it. They don't care. So you bring an unstated agenda in, you hide it, and then it actually creates conflict for you and it causes you to experience mind chatter and your peace is gone. Number six. Number six is not trusting yourself and not trusting others. And this is is a really slippery slope. Because when you are going, when you are not giving yourself the credit, that's not trusting yourself, and when you are intentionally not giving others the credit, you actually diminish yourself. Now, that doesn't mean that you just automatically trust yourself. I've never flown a plane before, but Matthew says, trust myself. Come on, give me a break here, okay? Not trusting yourselves, like not trusting that you're good enough, not trusting that you can find the information, not trusting that you can go through the process of failure, 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 and achieve what it is that you want to achieve. Not trusting that enlightenment is yours for the taking. This lack of trust actually puts you into a survival state and your lack of trust of others the same way. So with others, it's just about having straight conversations, which means you can't be a traitor because most of the time what happens is we don't think that that person is trustworthy, but we don't say it. So that's you now cloaking yourself rather than being straight about it. Yeah, but Matthew, what if they get mad? Blah, blah, blah. Now you're avoiding the consequence. So instead you experience the consequence in your head. You experience it in your physiology, in your body, but nothing's even happened. It's actually more powerful to recognize that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety and the things that you dislike about other people are actually things that are unresolved in yourself. And when you begin to recognize, ah, really what there is to do is to resolve my own lack of trust in me first, then all of a sudden you naturally start having straight conversations with people so you know where they stand. Some people will flat out tell you, I'll do it, then they won't, and then you can have a conversation with them. But it's not default auto mistrust. That will cause you to have negative thinking. Then number seven, allowing the drunk monkey to focus on what's wrong. Now, the drunk monkey's job is to focus on what's wrong. The drunk monkey's job is negativity, gossip, bitching, moaning, complaining, forecasting the negative, looking at what, looking at all the things that might go wrong. That's its job. But allowing it to do so is on you. It's on you. If you allow the drunk monkey to do its work, and that's what its work is, you allow it to do its work, 
then that's on you. In the end, it can be transcended when you understand its motives. The way that you achieve a quiet mind is by recognizing the motivation for thinking in the first place and then recontextualizing your situation such that you go into an all-is-well state. And then number eight, ladies and gentlemen, dun, 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 number eight, being too damn serious. This is a threat to your peace of mind. Life is not serious. Nothing is serious. You're not important. You're not relevant. You don't matter. I don't matter. Nothing actually matters, which is exciting because then you get to choose what does matter. Now, from a survival standpoint, everything matters. Everything's important. Everything is urgent. But from an enlightened perspective, you are infinite. I am infinite. Nothing matters. Which means anything that you want to choose to matter, you can choose that that matters. But being too damn serious, one of my mentors, Stuart Wilde, used to say, that is a disease of the ego. So my question to you is, which one of these eight threats to your peace of mind will you work to eliminate today? Will you leave me a comment below? I want to know what you're thinking. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And look, you listen to, watch this Daily Enlightenment all the way through. Will you like it, please? Will you like it? Will you share it? Will you leave me a comment? Those three actions actually tell these big platforms that this is stuff that other people should be checking out. And I would appreciate you helping me get the message out there. Clearly, we're connected. Clearly, we're vibing, right? Because you are watching this thing all the way through. So let's participate in that together. Thank you for doing that. Now, you might also consider subscribing to my channel. I put out a new video every single day. You could also join us in our Spiritual Hooligan Facebook group. There's a whole bunch of people just like you. we're all communing together. We're all helping each other. We're all, t- it's like, where if you want to hang out with people who are committed to peace of mind, that's the place that you go. I'll put the link down below. Thanks again for tuning into this daily enlightenment. <laughs>